be okay with you if some government agency came to your door and said that they were going to be releasing sarin gas in your neighbor's house or maybe uh, going to, I don't know, release anthrax in the neighborhood or, or uh, you know, anything like that, mustard gas. They were going to mustard gas your neighbor's house. Would that be okay with you? Would you really want to be around when any of that happened? I know I sure wouldn't. I want to talk today about the idea of using nukes on the daily summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt. Today is Sunday, the 6th of March of 2022, that beginning of the Christian week. Welcome to everyone who's here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That is Kurt's Religion and Politics.Facebook.com, or Kurt's Religion and Politics on Facebook, I'm sorry, uh, is the is the page. Uh, my local's page, which is KurtzReligionPolitics.Locals.com. I'm sorry, I got those a little bit confused this morning. On Minds.com, M-I-N-D-S, and that would be particularly typically on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group there on Parlor, on Gab, or wherever else you happen to be catching me today. I'm going to talk about, uh, again, using nukes, and I want to tie this a little bit to this idea of somebody coming into your neighborhood, some government agency coming into your uh, neighborhood and releasing anthrax or sarin gas or mustard gas or whatever in your neighborhood. Just, you know, not your house. We're not doing it to your house. We're just going to do it in your neighborhood. Thing of it is, well, well, okay, so let me get through my notes and then we'll kind of talk about that a little, little more. I was stoked when Chernobyl happened and maybe even more excited by Fukushima having happened. What happened there happened. Weren't you? No? I hope you get that I was being facetious when I said what I did about being stoked or even more excited. Um, could anybody be excited by a nuclear reactor meltdown? I know I can't. Now imagine things being hundreds of times worse. How could this happen? The two places in question were intended to be beneficial. And most such places absolutely are. Their respective disasters were horrible. But what do you think about devices that by their nature were designed to destroy things? Here's the really amazing part. Anybody who thinks the only place that will be affected by the detonation of, a major, nuclear device, of major nuclear devices will only uh, be those where the detonation occurred is dreaming. Anybody who thinks that? Nukes in World War II were tiny in comparison to the yield and destructive result of what has been created since. As folks miles away from Hiroshima, Hiroshima Nagasaki, uh, whether they were badly affected uh, by the blasts that occurred in those cities, ask them. I'm sorry, that's what it should have been asked in case I said that wrong. If they're old enough to remember, which very few people these days are, they would be lying if they denied that was the issue. I might point something out, by the way. Even if they're not old enough to know about the detonation, it's a pretty good bet that in some certain ways they're probably still affected by that. And the greater the number of nukes used, the greater the fallout as a result of their being set off. You can think that's no big deal if you want, but if say, Russia were inclined to use nuclear weapons, particularly, again, the big ones, they would end up experiencing major attrition as a result of such foolish behavior. I want to be clear. I'm not saying, say, for example, Russia decided they were going to use nukes on, the, on Ukraine or even the United States, and they would achieve attrition in their own ranks as a result of them being in Ukraine or the United States, I'm saying they would 
achieve that as a result of fallout and various other things that would happen as a result of those things being set off. The end of the conversation is the only people who would be likely to do such a thing are pretty much insane. That's why the only people suggesting such things are leaders of places like North Korea, Russia, China, and Iran. The United States may talk about bombing, sending in bombs to, to Moscow or uh, to Beijing, but they are not typically talking about nukes. Even they have to know the world would take decades, maybe centuries, to recover. It remains to be seen what will actually happen. You can bet the farm on this. The use of nukes will never be a good thing. That doesn't mean nobody will use them. Well, pray it never happens. You shouldn't assume it won't. In fact, the point is that we ought to be aiming towards making sure that it does not occur. That's what we need to be doing. It's really very simple. If you live in a place where you believe you're safe from the fallout of a major thermonuclear event. I need to inform you that if things play out the way they're likely to play out, you're not. You're just not. I've seen maps of the United States with stuff scattered all over the country as a result of bombs being dropped and winds blowing and various other things, and this is no joke. But I want for you to understand something. I don't care if you're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean or the Antarctic or whatever, you're probably going to see nuclear fallout if such an event occurs. The reason we don't want a nuclear event to happen, particularly a high-level nuclear event to happen, is if it does, it's not just going to be the places that were bombed that are going to be affected. And it's not going to be some short-term thing either. And this idea that you have a, a fallout shelter in a, in a mountain somewhere and think that you're going to escape the ravages of, of that, let me just be clear, you better be absolutely self-contained. And even so, there's a chance of the place that you're in being poisoned by nuclear fallout as a result of things happening outside of your bunker. If you honestly think that you're going to escape what the end of a nuclear war looks like, you need to understand something right now that ain't happening. And let me just tell you something. Most people, they don't have a nuclear bunker. You know this. I don't really need to tell you that. I'm really sort of making a point. My point is that most people, they're not just not prepared for that. They have nothing like a way to deal with it. What they're going to do is what we used to say in the military. I'm going to term it a little bit more nicely. They're going to bend over and kiss their butts goodbye because they're going to die. They're either going to die in the initial blast or they're going to die as a result of the fallout or they're going to be slowly poisoned by nuclear waste, essentially. That's it intentionally uh, distributed among the places where they happen to be. Well, unintentionally in some cases, but intentionally in others. But my point is simple. My point is simple. If you think, even if you have a bunker that you're necessarily going to escape, you better have a ton of drinking water, you better have a lot of food, and you're better off if you have some way to grow crops and have some way to produce energy. And even then, that doesn't preclude the idea of your potentially being affected by nuclear fallout and so forth. It doesn't do that. That's not how that works. So if you think, well, first of all, if you're a, quote, common man like me, 
and you don't have any nuclear fallout bunker. And even if you did, you probably don't have anything major that's going to last you for very long. What on earth makes you think that you're not going to suffer the ravages of nuclear fallout and so forth? How could you come to that conclusion? Well, I'm not in the wind pattern for anything. I don't even think that matters. First of all, wind patterns aren't what happens all the time. They're just how things tend to happen. Second of all, there's no telling how long fallout will remain in the atmosphere. It seems like it's a comparatively short time. That's very hard to say. Thirdly, if you happen to be anywhere near any military installation, they're probably going to try and obliterate that when they, if somebody actually attacks the area where you live. But more importantly, literally fallout can travel the world. If ash from volcanoes can travel the world, and apparently it does, you can bet nuclear fallout will do likewise. And by the way, while we're talking about this, I should make something else very clear. It won't be a whole lot better if people decide they're going to use biological or chemical weapons either. It was re rumored when I was in South Korea a couple different times that the South Koreans, uh, North Koreans had uh, chemical weapons pointed at, at uh, South Korea 24-7 waiting to attack. That was rumored. What the North Koreans apparently don't know is that's a horrible thing for North Korea. The closer you are to South Korea, the worse it is. And hey, guess what? Seoul is actually fairly close to North Korea. So... Uh, if they if they were to decide to bomb Seoul, you can bet that it would make its way across uh, the 38th parallel. But my point is that for all of this, it's the same for all of this, but I'm particularly talking about nukes today. If you use nukes and you think that you're going to be safe from the fallout and various other things that are going to happen, wind patterns and so forth, you are dreaming hard. Okay, I need to go ahead and wrap this up. This is the Daily Summation for Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host. I am Kurt. Today is Sunday, the 6th of March of 2022. That means tomorrow will be uh, Monday, the 7th of March of 2022. That will be the beginning of the work week. Today, as I say, being the beginning of the Christian week, according to most Christians. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That's the Kurtz Religion and Politics page on Facebook, on KurtzReligionPolitics.locals.com. If you happen to be finding me there, on Minds.com, M-I-N-D-S. Uh, and again, the Kurtz Religion and Politics group is the place that you're most likely to find me on Parlor, on Gab, or anywhere else, Twitter, wherever else you happen to be finding me. I uh, hope you're having a good day today. hope things are going well for you. Um, as usual, you can give me a like, a dislike, a th uh, rumble on rumble, a boxing glove or rumble on rumble, a like or a dislike there, plus or minus. Give me like, dislike, whatever else you can on any other platform where you can give me feedback of various kinds. You can comment on whatever I put out there and I will do my best to pay it mind. And if I think it's something reasonable, I will do my best to respond to whatever you say on whatever platform you uh comment on my content on. Um, if I think the content is harmful to other people or that you're trying to advertise or do similar things on my uh, on my content, I'm going to delete with glee whatever it is that you put out there. Other than that, I will try to leave most everything out there because quite frankly, even if you say something stupid, that's something other people really need to see so they have some idea of where you are. All of this having been said, I hope you're having a good day today, as I said before, and hope everything is going well for you. And hopefully we will see you again on Monday's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schuter. This podcast was created on Sunday, the 6th of March of 2022. Daily Summation is created for Kurt's Religion and Politics.
for watching this edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. I hope you found it entertaining or instructional and maybe both. Uh, if you want to see more from me, you can go to blogs.kpshubert.com. That's blogs.kpshubert.com. I am on Twitter, Parlor, and Minds.com. My handle on each of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. I have a Rumble and a YouTube channel. They are the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble and YouTube. I have a Facebook page. The Facebook page is Kurtz Religion and Politics as well. I have I am on Patreon. If you want to support me, that's one of the better places you can do that. And you will find me at Kurtz Religion and Politics on Patreon. I have a podcast. The podcast is podcasts with a with an S dot kpshubert.com. That's podcasts dot kpshubert.com. I think you should be able to find me with relative ease on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. The best way I find to do that is to look for Kurtz Religion and Politics. You can try to use the Daily Summation. I find that it doesn't work as well as a general rule, but you can always try that. I'm glad to have you aboard today, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow.